What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey, DGens, it is Friday, April 7th. Panthers heading to Vegas again. Tyreek Hill plans his retirement, and the Broncos finally getting rid of Elway? Hmm. I'm Mad Max, and join with me, the one and only Sex Panther. Panther, today is it. Start your vacation, right? Oh, this is what we've been waiting on. Oh, I mean, starting the vacation Sunday, but today is the day I've been waiting on. Because today is the actual day. I think I feel like we've been talking about it all week and for two years, but I finally... I'm getting the car today. So it's happening. It's ha- it's like literally. It's, are you driving it to Vegas? No, that's a big fat no. I, I am planning a long <laughs> road trip to Biloxi, Mississippi, in it though. So <laughs> that'll be fun. But uh, yeah, vacation looming around. Uh, I know you're maybe planning on doing this all by yourself next week. If I wake up before six a.m., which is very possible, out in Vegas, I'll, I'll definitely join you. But um, yeah, super, super excited. Uh, get the car today. Going out to lunch. Celebrate my dad's seventy-fourth birthday. A sex kitten turned forty-two yesterday. This is a very, very busy week. Oh, by the way, went to the casino yesterday. So there's a casino up where my daughter lives. I had to drive up there to get her for our little vacation. And kitten and I each picked up about one hundred and fifty bucks, and they fed us. So a worthwhile trip. Good, good start to uh my little vegas vacation right it sounds good i, I didn't realize that uh, kitten and adam wainwright were the same age uh yeah i guess i'm same age as you then too right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i turned 42 uh, later this year uh yo uh, yeah i'm gonna do the sh- uh, show solo next week uh, it's, it's, it's one you know, it's what happens when you when you i guess you you know more about divorces than i do you know, uh, they, they kept all the kids over there. <laughs> so usually, usually you get divorced, and the other other uh, parent keeps the kids. You're you're happy about it, but here uh, it just means that yeah, it's gonna be some solo shows for a while when when you take off. But it's fine. I'll be on PTO next week as well. I'm gonna take the week off. My kids are, are on spring break from school, so you know I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be recording the show on my own leisure. It'll probably be quick hits. It's fine. You know, whatever news I have, whatever picks we have, Panther. If you do send me anything in advance, I'll I'll take those on the air. Uh, speaking of taking some time off, it, it seems like Tyreek Hill's already ready to retire. Uh, news, uh, reports coming out that I, or uh, interview or podcast or something where he basically said that after his contract is out in 2025, he is retiring Panther. First off, I call bullshit because, uh, you know, I, someone's going to pay him money. Someone's going to offer him a shit ton of money after this contract. And how are you going to say no to a shit ton of money? Well, that's just it. I mean, there there, there comes a time where uh, money exceeds, you know, whatever other priorities you might have. And we've seen this a lot with players retiring early, what we, you know, consider really young. Um, For Tyreek Hill to retire in 25, I think that would be early and young. But these other players, I don't 
believe have been faced with the kind of lucrative contract that a healthy and still speedy fast Tyreek Hill could be facing. Uh, so if he's, you know, if, if it's a shitty contract or there's some injuries or something to slow him down, maybe. But if, if we're still dealing with the same Tyreek Hill that we're, we saw last season, there's no way he's turning down that kind of money. Dude was almost MVP last year. Let's just let's just put that in context. The dude fucking was in the MVP voting last year. Now he is a step slower than he was, but he's still the fastest fucker in the league. So in two years, you're telling me he's still not going to be one of the fastest motherfuckers in this league? Someone's going to fucking pay his ass. Absolutely, someone's going to goddamn pay this guy. And I just don't know how you turn down that money. So to me, this is a non-story. Like, and who the fuck? Cares? Like, honestly, who the fuck cares? It's, it's two years away. You're talking about your retirement. Why? So so people, jackasses like us can talk about it on a podcast. That's why. That's exactly, Ty- Tyreek Hill, ever since he fucking left Kansas City, he's got this goddamn chip on his shoulder. And he's got he's got to be in the news. He's got to fucking talk and talk and talk and talk. Whereas, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know what he just did? He just fucking won a Super Bowl. That's what happened. Yeah, Pat Mahomes selected Travis Kelsey over you, Tyreek Hill. That's what fucking happened. And that dude just won a Super Bowl. Where are you? I don't know. Your, your quarterback's got fucking uh, scrambled eggs for brains right now. How's your season going to fucking look, Tyreek? Oh, and that's again, that was that was taking the money. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, he's going to be a little bit bitter. I think he thought he was a more important cog to that Chiefs offense than than he really was. You know, he got paid. He had a great season, phenomenal season, considering the quarterback issues that they had in South Beach. Um, but it probably does stick to his crawl a little bit that Mahomes and Kelsey and crew went out there and just did what they did and won another one. And, you know, I I, I don't think there's any uh, old feelings or anything like that with a guy like Travis Kelsey. But I'm just here to tell you, when Kelsey retires, it's not going to matter. As long as Patrick Mahomes is healthy, this this Chiefs team is fucking good. <laughs> What wide receivers would you take over Tyreek Hill? Because you, you you do realize that there's rumblings that DeAndre Hopkins ends up in Kansas City. Do you put DeAndre Hopkins, a healthy DeAndre Hopkins, over Tyreek Hill? Um, I think he's a good fit for Kansas City now, but DeAndre Hopkins really is no spring chicken anymore, right? He's got to be in his early 30s. I'm probably a little older than Tyreek Hill. Uh, guy, I mean, listen, I, I think you're on me with this man crush, man, but Jamar Chase has got to be right there at the top of the list. Could you imagine the things Mahomes could do with a guy like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson? I think those are the two best in the league. Um, Stefan Diggs is still up there, but you know, Hopkins is outside my top five and probably Tyreek Hill. I would rate a little right now, a little higher, but here's the thing with Hopkins too. The last two years in Arizona, I mean... A, he can't stay healthy, and B, his quarterback and coaching situation has been a shit show, and I don't know how much you really pin that on Hopkins. So it's it's almost not fair to judge DeAndre Hopkins right now. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple other guys that you'd want to throw into the mix, like uh, Devontae Adams and see what he's going to do with uh, Jimmy G as his quarterback this year. So I do think there's a couple of quarterbacks. But my, my, my point being is I do think that there's comparable quarterbacks to Tyreek Hill out there. So the, the Chiefs just proved that you don't need – a guy like Tyreek Hill to win a Super Bowl, they fucking did it with, with Juju Smith-Schuster. If you can fucking win a, a Super Bowl with goddamn fucking Juju Smith-Schuster, you can fucking win it with anybody, you know? So I think Tyreek, just shut your fucking mouth, play play fucking football, try to win. Uh, the, the Dolphins have a good team. I, I do worry about their quarterback situation. That's that's for fucking sure uh, with all the hits that uh, two has taken. But 
Just shut up, Tyreek. No one wants to fucking hear you. You know who you know who else no one wants to hear from anymore is John Elway. I don't think I've wanted to hear from John Elway for a while. You know, uh the Denver Broncos had John Elway as their president, general manager. He was involved in there for a long time. What would you say his claim to fame was? Was was bringing in Peyton Manning, right? That that's that's what he's known for. Yeah, and then all the other um abominations that were their starting quarterbacks. That's the angle I want to take here, Panther. I don't fucking care. Well, I do care. Bye-bye, Elway. I'm glad you're fucking gone. But my angle is, who was the worst? Here's my quiz to you, Panther. I'm going to read off a, a list, a litany, a fucking list of goddamn quarterbacks that John Elway brought in. All these tall motherfuckers. Top of my head. I got one, so let's get okay, the right, I'm I'm gonna, right here, Here's the list. Here's the list. All right. Just, just hold on. Uh, Joe Flacco. Teddy Bridgewater. Case Keenum. Trevor Simeon, Drew Locke, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler. I will even give to you Brett Rippon, Brandon Allen, Tim Tebow, and Kyle Orton. But yeah, I'd say those the, the 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 ones I named originally. Who is the fucking worst guy that he brought in? I don't know if he's the worst, but Paxton Lynch was the first guy that came to mind. Um, and then Brock Osweiler has to be there too because he spent high draft picks to get them. I get, I mean, they, they were kind of like the original Indianapolis Colts, right? Let's go out and get the seasoned veteran, the Joe Flacco, the Trevor Simeon, well, Trevor Simeon they, they, uh, they got, um, Bridgewater, um, you know, they, they, they get these recycled out of the prime quarterbacks, but I get the, why you would maybe do that. But when you are supposed to be this quarterback guru, which John Elway as a player was one of the best, we, we won't take that from him as a player. Um, but God damn, this guy can't judge talent to save his life. Even when the, the, the Peyton Manning thing, Peyton Manning didn't win that Super Bowl. That was the defense. The, the defense was fucking stellar that year. Peyton Manning was a shell of the Indianapolis Peyton Manning. He just happened to be the quarterback of that team. So the entire tenure of uh, John Elway was riddled with eh, quarterbacks. And God damn it, here we are with Russell Wilson. That's the worst one. Ah, <laughs> was that his selection though? Because he seems kind of short for uh, Elway's liking. A little, a little short, but let's, how do you go from GM to president or whatever you are, and you still don't have your fingers in that? There's no way he didn't have a say so there. I, I always didn't convince me John Elway didn't have any say so on the Russell Wilson signing. Um, again, it just s- smells like something that he would do. A, a, Veteran quarterback come in here, and we think we're a quarterback away, which they're not. Um, but they bring him in, and it was an absolute shit show. Whether or not he had the final say so, he was still with the Broncos. He was still president, and I got to believe he had some involvement in that. There's no way Russell Wilson came out there without uh, John Elway's knowledge and or blessing. Yeah, the, the the Wilson thing is is absolutely the worst thing that's happened to this franchise. Uh, I totally agree because of what they gave up for him and, and the production on the field. If I had to say directly what he was involved in that I know of, that would probably be the worst. I would probably put Paxton Lynch and Joe Flacco as as one A one B because I totally agree with you. Paxton Lynch, they wasted a first round draft pick on Paxton Lynch. At least with Brock Eisweiler, they wasted a second round draft pick. <laughs> I mean, you know, still too high for him, but they wasted a goddamn fucking first round draft pick on Paxton Lynch. Unforgivable. That type of draft capital to waste on someone like that. You just fucking that, that's Jets esque. It's just fucking terrible. But the Joe Flacco thing bothers me because Joe Flacco has been a fucking fraud since day one. Joe Flacco won that fucking Super Bowl, quote unquote. No, he didn't. 
the fucking Ravens won that Super Bowl, and then he cashed a fucking big paycheck from that. I fucking hate Joe Flacco with a passion. That said, for the Jets this past couple of years, it's been a, a value play to get a veteran quarterback to kind of fill in here, but he's still a piece of shit. So to me, I say Paxton Lynch number one, Joe Flacco number two, but this whole fucking Russell Wilson thing is just fucking mind-boggling how that's going to fucking play out. I, I mean, do they turn it around this year? I I, I couldn't believe I it. I, I, you know, I can't imagine that they do, you know? Hey, so real quick, though, you know, we touched on the Joe Flacco and that contract with the Ravens. Do you think that is just the PTSD for the Baltimore organization and why they won't give Lamar the big contract? Because they took such an absolute beating, um, you know, public-wise over that contract with Joe Flacco. You think that has anything to do with it? It might, it might, it might play a role in it. I mean, if if I'm putting my GM hat on right now and I'm sitting in the in the the Ravens front office, I'm I'm looking at a guy, uh, Lamar Jackson, who has won an MVP, a guy that we built our offense around. I want him to stick around, but then I also see a guy that is injured, a guy that I don't know if he's 100% passionate about the organization. I do think that. He could have played in the playoffs last year and opted not to. I don't, you know, he used the injury as an as an excuse because he didn't want to get further injured and and you know hurt his contract, uh yeah. his contract value. So, I I, I take that as a detraction. I, you know, I'm not going to pay a guy. I'm definitely not paying a guy a guaranteed contract like that. I'm definitely not paying him a huge portion of a guaranteed contract if he can't stay on the fucking field. So, maybe that plays a role. I think fan base wise, they want Lamar. Fan base wise with Flacco, I don't know if the fan base was really roaring for Joe Flacco to get that big contract. I mean, they were excited to get a Super Bowl, but they, I think they were everyone everyone was cognizant it wasn't Joe Flacco who won that Super Bowl. He played well. He played well in those playoffs. I'm, I'm not going to fucking take that away from him, but he didn't win them the fucking Super Bowl, right? And, and I think if if Joe Flacco would not have gotten signed there, the fans would have been ah, that sucks. We like Joe. On to the next guy. Right now, it seems like the fan base wants Lamar back and worries of what that future looks like without Lamar. So to me, maybe it plays a little bit of a role, but I think the health and mentality of Lamar Jackson is what's really the the stop stopper here, especially after the fuck you know, fuck you, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> F- fuck you, fuck you, Cleveland Browns. I've you know because I've been on this fucking like uh, bandwagon for years about how we got to change change how uh, quarterbacks get paid in the league. Wasn't what you against were the cap. Yeah, you know, no, it went the opposite. It's <laughs> like, no, Cleveland, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Listen to the show, Cleveland Browns, and 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 just truly listen to what you need to be doing because you just fucked yourselves, you fucked the league over, and you might have fucked Lamar Jackson over. All right, let's take a break. Maybe if you like commercials, here's a commercial. If you don't like commercials, you still might get one anyway. Or me not talking for one second. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. 
All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. And we're back. Uh, full slate of Major League Baseball today. Lots of baseball. Uh, some basketball. Uh, some important basketball. I think a couple of important games. We'll touch on those. And zero fucking hockey. Panther, it's it's Good Friday. Is that is that is that what we agreed on? Is that That's why there's no hockey today? Is it a fucking Good Friday? It's the only thing that comes to mind. I mean, obviously the U.S. doesn't care anymore because I still get mail. My bank's open. The U.S. doesn't care. It's Good Friday. But maybe the Canadians and the Russians uh, celebrate Good Friday more than we do. But there's no hockey today. And, um, you know, like I said, full slate of baseball. You sent me this morning that you had five Major League Baseball games. And I was looking at it going, how the fuck does he have five games? Lost. I have five games. (laughs) As soon as I saw it, I was like, are we on the same five? No, probably not. We're probably covering 10 baseball games, so let's shut the fuck up and get to it. Starting at American League East, the Yankees are going to take on the Baltimore Orioles. And, um, you know, I I think we've talked a little bit about this Baltimore team in the preseason. We don't love them, but we don't definitely hate them. This is not the worst Baltimore team that we've ever seen. It's a very young, up-and-coming team. But what if I told you Baltimore has more runs, a better batting average, more hits, the same number of home runs as these Bronx Bombers, uh, offensively speaking, and they're at home catching a, what, a plus 125? We don't have, you know, don't know much about this Clark Schmidt that's going to pitch for the Yankees. He got roughed up his first outing. Dean Kramer got roughed up as well. So I, I expect there to be some positive out of these two, but I think this is an offensive showcase between these two teams. I'm going to take a little bit of a flyer on the home team. Give me the Orioles for 10 bucks. Right out of the gate, we have disagreement. I'm on the Yankees in this one. I'm going to bet the Yankees. Uh, it is a winnable game for Baltimore. I'll give you that. I'm just saying I'm not getting the Yankees at minus 126 very often. <laughs> and so my spreadsheet says value play for the Yankees. But yeah, we'll see how Baltimore does at home today with that plus line. I don't hate the play. I just disagree with it. So $10 bet on the Yankees for me. You better hope I don't go 6-0 and again. Let's go to the Central. Oh, kind of to the Central. The home team is the Central team. The Twins are hosting the Astros. And uh, look, these Astros not coming out of the gate as strong as we thought they were. I think they're the, the team to beat uh, in the American League. But, man, 3-4 and four started off at home. Now they're going to hit the road and take on a Minnesota tween, Twins team that has struggled against good pitching. They've lost two in a row against the Fish. Uh, they got fat off the Kansas City Royals, but that's not good pitching. Um, I think the Astros are a much bigger test, and I'm going to get the Astros on a plus line. Are you kidding me? Jose, you're quitty. Do your thing. Get me this win. Ten bucks on Houston. Zigged. Well, I thought you were going to zag. Yeah, moral support. Houston. I like Houston in this one. I couldn't couldn't quite get there, but the plus 110 is, is really fucking tempting. So, yeah, a big lean on the Astros here. All right, next game up. White Sox at the Pirates. Pittsburgh, 4-2. and two. Did you see that coming? Sweeping the Boston. I did. I did. Listen, I, I've been since day one. I said Pittsburgh's going to be the best team in baseball. 
Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, this, this is a mirage. This is a fraud. This is not real. Uh, Pittsburgh's metrics do not suggest they are a good team. They have a team batting average of 211. Uh, they do have eight home runs early in the six games that they've played. Um, their ERA, though, is markedly better than the White Sox. If the White Sox have had a downfall, it's been their pitching. Listen to these losses. Just uh, yesterday, they lost 16-6. to Two days before that, they lost 12 to three, and two days before that, they lost six to four at Houston. So that's what 28, 34 runs that they've given up in those three losses. Uh, when they win, you know they pitch well. When they lose, they get destroyed. I don't think Rich Hill gave up two home runs, two walks, and only five innings pitched his first time out. I don't think Rich Hill is that guy to uh, give this White Sox team a problem. I think Chicago goes into Pittsburgh and gets at least game one. Give me 10 bucks on Chicago. Yeah, we might have actually found them. We'll see. Uh, our, our our mutual agreed pick for the DGen Parlay today because I'm totally in on this one as well. I'm going to bet the White Sox. I like Lucas Giolito on the mound and everything you just said is I think the little bit of fool's gold, uh, Pirates out of the gate, they, they'll falter. They, this is not a talented team. On the flip side, I think the White Sox do have the capabilities of lighting things up today, and, and I think their offense gets going as well. So, yeah, $10 bet on the White Sox with you. going to test your patience with me now. Oakland is on the road going to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is 6-0. and oh, What did they pay the schedule makers? Get three against Detroit, three against Washington, and now three against Oakland. What, what, what did they pay uh, the 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 uh, commissioner to get this kind of schedule. Oakland's trash. This is probably the worst team in Major League Baseball. They're going to throw Ken Waldachuk. I hear the name Waldachuk, and I always think it's like some kind of cartoon character. I, I, fair, I swear I've heard the name Waldachuk in, in some movie or cartoon. Going against Zach Eflin, who got off to a fantastic start uh, his first game out. Going against an Oakland team that's just not good. Waldachuk gave up three home runs his first outing. Tampa Bay has been rolling, so to make this palatable, I have to run line it, but that run line gets me down to 110. Give me the raise on the run line for 10 bucks. Not getting you 110. I could get you plus 102. That's the best I can get you on this, but it's still a plus line, and I totally agree. You want you want the plus 102? Oh, yeah. No, I was minus 110, so I definitely want... Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no, no. Plus 102, I can get... Yeah, it, I like it. You, you know, I'm not a run a run line kind of guy, but I, I like it. I got Tampa winning by multiple runs here as well. So, yeah, uh, tons of moral support on the Rays here. Attempting fate one more time. We're going to take a look at the Dodgers going to Arizona. Dodgers off to a freaking hot start. I thought Arizona was – they were kind of like my sleeper team, right? Team batting average, 214. They've managed 21 runs in seven games, and they got – Eight of those uh, two games ago. They've only managed four home runs on the entire season. They're 0-1 out of the gate um, at home, uh, losing to the Dodgers yesterday. Clayton Kershaw taking the mound, going against not the same Madison Bumgarner, that, the really good Madison Bumgarner. He retired. This is the uh, getting a paycheck Madison Bumgarner that we've seen the last few years. Uh, the Dodgers are going to roll, run lining again. I saw minus 130. Maybe you can get me better, but uh, run line the Dodgers for the win. 
save you a couple bucks here. I'll do minus one twenty five uh, for Thank you me. with the, with. The, you know, I, I like the Dodgers here. I think the Dodgers win. You know what spooks me out is that the the sharp money, the big money, is coming in on the Diamondbacks in this one. I just don't see it. I just I just I don't fucking see it. I don't know if someone accidentally slipped and fucking placed a, a huge bet <laughs> on this fucking team by mistake. I don't see it. Kershaw looks good, and you know this. He's on your fantasy team, right? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some sponsorship from from some fantasy organizations coming soon, and that's why I was quizzing you on who's on your fantasy team. Uh, Kershaw looked good to start off with, and Bumgarner looks like a bum. So, moral sport lean on the Dodgers with you. Those are my five, and I think you only agreed with. Well, we're on two games together, right? Two games. I agreed on one, disagreed on one, which means I have three more. Let's talk about your Cincinnati Reds as they head to Philadelphia to take on the Phillies. Phillies is just a dangerous t- team at home. We know that. The, the Philadelphia Phillies absolutely dangerous at home. They've got near lead Zach Wheeler on the mound today, but he he didn't look great in his first uh, time out. Now, neither did Hunter Green. Hunter Green did, got kind of you know lit up in his first go-around, but I, I think that the Cincinnati Reds can take advantage of the slow start from the Phillies. I think there's value with this big plus line, so I'm going to do a $10 flyer bet on the Reds. Yeah, I... I... Completely agree. I think there's value with the plus line, but I'm a big believer in this Phillies team. I think they can get correct. This light-hitting Reds lineup is the kind of lineup that Wheeler can get correct. I don't know if you saw the Phillies suffered another injury, so they're already out Riss Hoskins. They're... uh, plausible rookie not really a rookie played last year Derek Hall who filled in for Hoskins he suffered an injury he's injuryless bound so this Phillies offense is really banged up still waiting on Bryce Harper to come back uh it it makes them very vulnerable and we've seen that out of the gate so yeah complete moral support but uh just not enough value for me to take the shot I'll lean the Reds with you all right, maybe I'm a day late dollar short on this one I know you were on Spencer Strider and the Braves yesterday they got their uh home opening day win congrats to the braves there they are the best team in baseball i said it yesterday i still believe it they are six and one this year i man i don't think that until i'm proven wrong this team is the best team in baseball i i think you can bet them on most days even against san diego so minus 120 on atlanta i'm gonna do it ten dollar bet on the braves yeah I, i listen i'm with you i love the braves But this pitching matchup, I don't like either one of them. Nick Martinez was hit hard the last couple years. He came out of the gate and got roughed up. Uh, Schuster, the rookie for Atlanta, got roughed up his first time out. Uh, So he'll get another chance here to see if he can't stick in this rotation, this banged-up rotation. I like Atlanta, but not having a favorite. I'm very pitcher adverse when i make my picks and i just don't like either one of these pitchers so i'm not betting this one i'll lean atlanta with you all right one more for me game of the night and that is the washington nationals heading to colorado to take on the rockies uh nats lost 1-0 yesterday to colorado i you know i almost bet them yesterday i'm glad i didn't because now i can bet them today jose urena looked pretty fucking awful his last start out while mackenzie gore he might actually be a bright spot for Washington. You got to remember Gore was part of that trade, that Juan Soto trade. He came over from San Diego. He did not pitch last season because he had an elbow injury, but he he looked fucking good. If he can keep his walks down, I, I really think this guy can possibly be the future ace of this Washington Nationals team. I like him today. $10 bet on the Nets. I like Mackenzie Gore. I really do. But um, this Washington Nationals team just has no resemblance of any kind of offense whatsoever. I mean, good God, you go to Colorado. Colorado and get shut out. How hard that is to do? You, you need a, a rain out in five innings for that to happen. Um, the, the Rockies, if you remember the last couple of years, have been actually really good at home. Got off to a you know 
one nothing start yesterday, but I like Mackenzie Gore. I think he's the better pitching, but I like the Rockies lineup a little bit better. So they chase Gore, get him out of there, get to that bullpen. I think the Rockies can win again. I'm leaning Colorado here. All right, NBA time. What you got? Oh, one game that matters and one I don't know why I'm betting it. Oh, let's start with the one that matters. I hit on the Miami Heat yesterday. This is a team fighting for their playoff lives. That fight continues against the lowly Washington Wizards who have nothing to fight for. So why would the Heat not win and why would the Heat not cover? They beat the 76ers by 28. I'm not saying 28, but they're going to cover the six. Give me Miami minus a six for 10 bucks. Well, made our DJ parlay much easier because now I can take the White Sox as my pick <laughs> and uh, the Miami Heat will be our mutual pick. I'm betting the Heat as well. Totally agree with you. Uh, my, my, not a great road team, but backs against the wall. Need to win this game. Uh, minus five and a half is is doable here for this Miami Heat team against a Washington team that's been out of it for a long fucking time. So, yeah, uh, $10 bet on the Heat. And last game, I don't know why I'm betting it. Neither one of these teams matter. It's Houston at Charlotte. Houston six and thirty-three on the road this season. Charlotte's thirteen and twenty-seven at home. Neither team really has anything to play for. If anything, Houston. I didn't check the standings, but they might still be in the um, Wimbayami uh, stakes for the the draft. Although I thought I had heard somewhere that he wasn't going to enter the draft. He was staying. That really might screw up a lot of teams. Um, plans for the, for this season's NBA draft, but Houston's been terrible, and they're even worse on the road, and they're the favorite. Like I don't know why that smells, but I'm going to take a little bit of a flyer here, a really big flyer, money line the Charlotte Hornets for ten bucks. I don't know. My spreadsheet said to bet Houston, and I was like, "Fuck you!" Right? So <laughs> no fucking way. Uh, Houston's got the second worst record in the league. Uh, Detroit, Detroit, poor, poor fucking Pistons. Maybe one of is like, "I don't want to fucking live in Detroit. I'm gonna go live in Michigan." Who who does that? Um, I said that because Nardog's listening live right now. Uh, but yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. I, I I'll, I'll lean Houston, but yeah, pretty unbettable game. Those are the only two games I was looking at. All right, well, we got two. Uh, we got two for the parlay, so what's your pick? We, I, I'm throwing in the White Sox. We both agreed on that one. We're mutually throwing in the Miami Heat. What's your third game? Um, You know what? I like that little bit of a plus line. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays on the run line, plus 102. All right, that's our parlay. Hey, everyone, happy Easter. Uh, you're dealing with me all next week because Panthers on vacation, so it'll probably be some short shows, but we're still going to keep doing this, so... Till then, I'll catch you guys later. Panther, take us home. All right. Well, you guys got the parlay. Let's see if we can't hit another one. We've been off to a pretty good start. Um, we're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. But mostly, guys, just got to hang with us. Tell your friends. Right? It's free. We don't need your money. We just need your love, your support, your companionship. Shoot the shit with us. Call us out by name. We'll holler right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're doing today. I'm going to go get a new car. And you guys can make some money, fools. This show is sports entertainment. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. In short, don't be stupid. Gamble responsibly. We will not be held responsible. Peace. Sports. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.